episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hola, hola, hola! The sleeper hit of the franchise has just begun in a smashing way. It's time to discuss all things episode one of Drag Race España. And joining me on this bull ride is the beautiful Frida Kulo. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome. Uh, I know you're in California. I am not in New York City. I'm still in New Jersey. But we're, we're, how's it going? It's going, it's going. I'm trying to not melt in this heat, but at least I'm getting a little bit of color. Yeah, where in Cali are you? Um, right now I'm in Southern California, uh, smack in the middle, middle between LA and Palm Springs, just to kind of give you some geographic reference. Okay, okay, that, that makes no sense to me at all because I don't know California geography that well, but that's okay, that's okay. I don't know Spain geography either, so hopefully <laughs> we'll learn things as we go through this season, but um, all I know about Spain is Madrid and Barcelona, and they're two different places, and everywhere else I don't know at all. <laughs> it's pretty big too. have you ever have you ever been to spain i have not i i do have uh ancestry from spain and i did study a lot of uh spanish history art and culture um mm-hmm. i have quite an infatuation with it and i fear that if i visit i might not want to leave and i'll stay there that's fair where would you visit first I would definitely go to barcelona i would want to see okay all the Gaudi architecture and and just, I think I would love being in Barcelona period. Nice, well, I'm excited to talk things, all things about Drag Race España and Spain and the things we learned and things that may be new to you and to me. How did you like this premiere overall? I loved it. I loved uh, the variety of characters um, and the looks and a variety of drag. I, I'm really excited about this franchise. Yeah, it's it's really strong. It's a good cast. Um, it's different, and that's what's exciting. Is we're so used to the American drag. They try to put American drag in other places, and in in España, they're like, hell no, we're doing our thing, mm-hmm. and that's what's really kind of cool about it. Um, now, did you watch the show with subtitles on? I watched um, with Spanish subtitles because I was okay. curious to see if there would be any change with certain Spanish references or puns. Um, And there was a few, a little bit of a difference. And then I watched in English to see how those puns translated. And they actually did a pretty good job. So I've heard that that was my biggest concern. Because when I watched uh, Drag Race Holland, I relied on those uh, subtitles very much so. And I know there were a couple times where things didn't line up. And I was like, I don't think I'm talking about the right thing, but that's what they told me. So I'm going with it. Um, so that's why I'm excited to have you here to help me out. And if there are things that I say that are completely wrong because the subtitles got them wrong, please educate me. And listeners, I apologize in advance if my pronunciations are bad. I am just a white boy from New Jersey. But we are here to celebrate and we're going to have a fun, 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 fun time. Are you ready to dive in? Let's dip it and do it. 
All right. Well, before we get to our grand entrances, let's discuss the grand prize package. The winner of Drag Race Espana will receive a year's worth of Crash Cosmetics and 30 million euros. I don't know what that translates to. I think it's roughly 36,000. Yeah, that's about right. It's a little over 36,000. Okay. And so they're all like excited about that. I was like, this is, that's nothing. I know. I mean, at least it got some of yours. Yeah. That's, that's more than what UK got. Well, that's because the BBC, you got to blame the BBC on that one. There you go. Well, let's, let's just discuss this. Um, Just like Drag Race Holland to establish that the show is, you know, RuPaul's show, the amount of RuPaul songs that were filled into this episode was a lot. <laughs> now, I know in Holland, they started to, like, get rid of them as the season went on. I hope that's the same here, but I don't know how many times I can hear some of those old tracks. I mean, we got enough of Drag Race throughout this year now, so we'll see how long they'll keep it up. It never ends. Literally never ends. The limit does not exist. <laughs> it, it's true. I think maybe we're going to have three weeks off the entire 52-week year. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun. Well, sh- let's start with our the first queen of the room, Arancha Castilla-La Mancha. She's the first one. She is the Spanish Hannah Montana. Um, she comes in searching for outlets to plug in her blow dryer. Oh, Hannah, I mean, Arancha. She's very quirky, very fun, easily excitable. Um, what did you think of Arancha as our first queen in? I think she's very entertaining. I think she gives great interviews. And yes. uh, like you said, she's hella quirky. Not too big of a fan of her of her look. Um, Why? You don't like Hannah Montana? Nope. I'm sorry. I'm not a Hannah Montana fan. I know I will be dragged for this, but I'm not a big Miley Cyrus fan either. Wow. Yeah, oh, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry about it. Um, just to remind the listeners, if you didn't listen to our preview podcast, Arancha Castilla La Mancha is basically the Spanish equivalent of Hannah Montana. Uh, because the name rhymes and Orange is a common name and La Mancha is a, a region. So that's the, the background for her name. She's smarter than she looks and she looks pretty damn dumb. Um, <laughs> but let's discuss this look a little bit. Um, it's instantly recognizable as Hannah Montana. So kudos on that. Um, I think it is styled well. I am just very curious because there are no designers listed if it was a design or if they were just pieces that were put together. Um also, a queen with bangs. Um, I feel bad for those poor brows. She probably doesn't even have brows on. You think? You think she went browless for it? I wouldn't have done it. I'm like, what's what for? You're not going to see it. Don't, don't even put yourself <laughs> in the struggle. Um, yeah, well, I think this is an effective look for her drag character, and that's why it works for me. Is it going to blow everyone's roof off and be, like, amazing? No. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, I would give it a... I'm still going to give it a two. I'm sorry, I'm going to boot it with that white boot. That's okay, that's okay. The audience was 36% to 64% boot. They were not here for our Hannah Montana of of Spain. Next up, we have Sagittaria. Why do you need a star if you have a constellation? Good entrance line, good entrance line. Um, She is stunning in and out of drag. Um, So she officially is the crush of the season. She likes to be fully naked and... Sagittarius, you're more than welcome to be naked around me. I have no problem. But um, Arancha introduces herself in case she didn't know who she was. And I'm pretty sure Sagittarius had no idea who she was. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I know that she has a big following online. Yeah. Um, 
Arancha calls Sagittarius look post lesbian Elsa after having a girlfriend and being dumped by Disney. Okay, that was funny. That was good. That was hilarious. Um, but Sagittarius, she's not impressed by Arancha's entrance look at all. But she doesn't tell her to her face. She says if they're confessional. Mm-hmm. So this look is by Javier Navas Catalan. Hair is by wigs by Angelina. I think this look is absolutely stunning. That blue is a beautiful color on her. She is bare chested and I wish that we didn't see the nip slips, but it is what you get with this particular look. Love the bow and arrow, the cape with the dress that the dress creates. I think the hair is exquisite. This is how you do an entrance look. It's, it was gorgeous. There's elements of it that um, I wish were a little bit more finesse. Like maybe if the top of the of the corset did cover was higher, so that way yeah. you don't have so many nip slips. And um, I didn't feel like her walk sold it. She definitely is a girl that spends a lot of time in front of the mirror and knows how to pose. Mm-hmm. But there's those moments in between that you have to learn how to milk. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. She is an Instagram queen. We know that um, from the following. Um, and we know that she is one of those bitches who definitely grew up on Drag Race and didn't even start drag until Aquaria and hence Sagittaria. But um, I don't know. She's, she's excitable to me. I am very excited to see what she brings because in a sense, I feel like she is the most internationally marketable. Um, like if you were to bring her to like New York City, she would kill a room. Yeah, I mean, with her looks, I don't know about personality. Yeah, well, I mean, in New York, there's a lot of lack of personality with that still have jobs, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Follow me on Black, Michael Block Talk, and we can have late night discussions. <laughs> Midnight tea time. Mm-hmm. Spill it. <laughs> oh, bitch. I am ready to fucking spill a lot of things in New York City nightlife. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. That's a tangent. But this look, I will give it a toot. It's great. I'll toot it. Audience was 81% toot, 19% boot. Next up, what a hot mess. It's Hugasio Crujente. This look is Hugasio to the max. They're literally wearing a frame. Uh, She says she's wearing yellow magenta and cyan because she's ready to print onto a billboard. Obsessed with her perspective on drag. Um... What we have to discuss is what an interesting character underneath the paint was not necessarily expecting that in the confessional look. No, I mean, I, yes, I'm obsessed with in and out of drag with this, with this persona. Um, and just the level of, art, level of artistry, it gives me like Picasso, it gives me Juan Miro, like it does, it gives me Spanish art yeah. at the same time as dra- uh, drag. I loved it. Absolutely. So the look is by Vissori Studio, headpiece by Livedrio, plastic jewelry, wig by Hugasio. Um, She literally is a walking piece of art. Like, this was incredible. I love the color story. Her paint is surreal. Um, I don't have much more to say, but this bitch is one to keep an eye on. Facts and even the details, for example, like the trim on the sleeves and the collar with this black, very bold outlining, and even how it continues with the yarn that she used to contour her her chin and to make the, the outline of her eyebrows. I mean, there's just so much detail and artistry in this. And that's what sucks about a show like this—you don't get to see all the details for more than what ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So 
go look at their Instagram, zoom in, make sure you see how well put together a look this was. Toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot. Audience was 90% toot, 10% boot. All right, next we have Carmen Ferrala. She's fought many battles with others, but she can win this war alone. Um, she is sexy, but that spray tan. Girl, save some for Trump. <laughs> um, she thinks she's Versace. She loves herself, doesn't she? She goes on to say how she hates how people pronounce her last name and darling. I'm here to tell you, I will never be able to say it correctly without sounding ridiculous. So again, apologies. No designers listed, but I'm sure this is literally just pulled off from a Versace shelf. But this is a woman. Um, the hair has got to be human hair because that is laid out. Look is very fashion and it shows exactly who she is. Just wish it was a little less fake tan. I mean, she's giving me Miami, like South Beach, bottle service girl. That's that's what it gives me. Uh, it's not bad. I love it. Uh, she's gorgeous. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna keep my eye on this one. Yeah, it's it. So um, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it later because I had something to do. But I accidentally got spoiled on the um, entrance looks. Um, on Instagram, so I was scrolling and I saw hers. I was like, "Oh my god, why why is she look so wrinkly?" It was just the the picture and like the shadows and everything. Um, but she kind of looked like she was a little bit leathery, um, sitting on Miami Beach too long. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, she looks gorgeous. She's naturally going to be gorgeous. How she's going to do in the world of Drag Race? That's going to be her challenge. But for this look, I'll give it a two. I'll give it to you. I will say this. Um, I think within the Latin community, we tend to glorify drag queens that are that have an aesthetic that's a little bit more feminine presenting. Mm -hmm. um, but we live now in a world where there's more uh, channels and more uh, genres of drag that are becoming more mainstream. So I'm curious to see how it's going to compare. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just look at this cast alone. Um, it, it, it's so diverse, it's so fun. Oh, I love it, I love it, so happy. All right, speaking of things that make me happy and giggle and also make me very confused, poopy poison. Um, <laughs> she literally comes in and yodels. Come on, leader hosen, let's get sickening. She is kooky, and she clearly is the oldest of the group because she's trying to be young. Um, she thinks her on Drag Race is a must have, and clearly, all the girls know who she is. And then we learned that Arancha is Poopy's niece. I don't know the rest of the family history, but that's kind of cool to have that connection. Mm -hmm. We get a little bit of a shady moment after Poopy says they all look beautiful and Carmen tells her that at least she tried. So we got some bit of a setup here because like, like you mentioned, you have Carmen who is this beautiful drag queen who is very feminine presenting and you have Poopy Poison who is a drag clown. Um, she definitely got that dress, like the femininity, but she's she's leaning into the camp a lot more. So what what I find so particular about Poopy Poison is that uh, it gives me old school Spanish drag, like the wit, the yeah. humor, the camp, the old makeup techniques. Because Mama, that mug was not beat. <laughs> um, no, it's classic. It's very vintage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's talk about this look. The hair is by Webster Wiggs. The look, this is what I'm going off of from Instagram. 
RuPaul is glad they are not here because that look is from H&M. <laughs> I can't make this up. She put that on Instagram. If it's a joke, it's a funny joke, but it's from H&M. Um, she's literally wearing a fucking Bavarian yodeling costume that she probably actually got from Halloween Adventure. Um, this is camp, but I need drag. Like, yeah, put some stones on it, make it silk. No. It needs to be elevated. Like, yeah, no. Entrance look, this one's the boot of the boot of the boot. <laughs> now, are you familiar with Poopy Poison prior to the show? I wasn't familiar with her, but I know that she's uh, done drag for a while and she's revered as someone who's a legend within the community, but I personally yeah. never heard of her. Okay, yeah, th that's what's interesting because, again, everyone seems to know who she is, um, and yet we don't, and that's that's kind of how culture works in different countries. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and I'm excited to see what her lineage is in the world of drag because it seems like she has um, some history and ha apparently she had a song. Um, so I hope maybe we get to hear that song at some point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this look, sorry, boot, boot, boot. Mm -mm. boot. Audience, 13% to 87% boot. So not a fan of this one. She can hear the spike in your heartbeat. It is killer queen. And I love her. She's also a very cute boy. Um, she is versatile and more is more. She is a doctor and we definitely saw that in the look. We love that. Nicole Anoscopy is shaking because she wanted to have a medical look when she got on the show, but she'll be second if that happens. <laughs> um, they didn't really, we didn't really get much of Killer Queen this episode, um, which is interesting. But yeah, um, she seems like a fun, fun time gal. Killer Queen to me is one to beat. Um, I have heard of I her. Agree. Um, I, I, I know her background story with like how she's a doctor. Um, so I think it'll be a great, interesting storyline in the show, especially considering what we're going through. Absolutely. Um, however, um, I don't know if it was just the edit, but I thought there was an awkward moment of dead silence in her entrance where there was no even background yeah. track. Correct. And that's why I think it's very interesting that we, we didn't really see much of her yet. She seems like she's an actual contender. Um, that's happened with certain other queens before where they need to let other people have the spotlight because they're going to be present in the second half of the season. So I, that's where I'm hoping, but she really intrigues me. Um, her look is by her. She made it herself. The wig by Webster wig styled by Rube Aribere. Um, It is a very strong look and it really shows who she is as a person in and out of drag. Yes. Love yes, the blue love and white, it. paying homage to the medical field. It is camp. It is drag. It is telling the story. For me, it is an ultimate win. Though that hair, don't love it being that, that messy, but it, it worked for the look. Yeah. Toot for me, for sure. Yeah, me too. Toot. Audience, 66% toot, 34% boot. All right. Next, we have Dovima Nermi. Somebody order a whore. She comes from the depths of hell, and that giant eye roll from Sagittaria had when she came. Ooh, this is going to be a juicy storyline. She is dark mm. and sinister and relates to evil characters. Um, so obviously, Frida Kula is like her best friend. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so Davima and Sagittaria used to be roommates. Didn't end well. Davima says they had lots of fights, but none started by her. We will get to that plot line much later, but... I love juicy plot lines like this, especially in the first season of a show, because it's giving us something to watch for. 
I love also she's just very unapologetic about like you know what there's some shit going on here and I'm not afraid to be the villain even in her meet the queens yeah um I, I I'm here she's gonna be good TV I think she's gonna have the shady comments um so I'm here for it yeah so her look no designers listed but I think this look is really interesting and really fun I love that the nude is showcasing her body and the tattoos it's very very bold the cutouts are creating a really strong unique silhouette Love that the headpiece is a similar sign as the garment with just those pieces of hair falling onto her face. She's certainly nailing down that evil look. So, yeah, she's going to be our villain. Yeah, for sure. I could see, I could even see her, that look entirely in a comic book. Like, Yeah. Would you wear something like that? Um, if you, I would wear both of the outfit twice because it's not going to fit around my body. Like, I'm going to need two, <laughs> two versions of that. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, I thought it was a cool, a cool look. I, w- I was a fan of this um, because she definitely is editorial. She definitely is fashion. And this is giving us that marriage between fashion and drag. Mm-hmm. Toot. I will give it a toot as well. The audience, 91% toot, 9% boot. Next up is Inti. Tell your daddy he forgot this at home. And she throws a pair of boxes with the Spanish flag. That was funny. That was a funny entrance line. Um, that bitch is tall. She's tall. I thought it was a funny interest line, too. Yeah, I liked it. Um, she is Bolivian, who grew up in Madrid, but lives in Belgium. What does that make her? Inti. Inti, she's a little bit of everything. She is. She is very conceptual and does indigenous futuristic, which you should take a drink anytime she mentions that on the show, because I have a feeling it's going to be mentioned all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Inti means sun. And then we get to see her purse, which features the intersex sign. Um, And I think that was really, really interesting because I think her backstory is going to be one that we really haven't heard before on the show. Yeah, that that was my favorite thing about the whole entrance, like that purse, the the explanation behind it and the intricacies. I loved it. Yeah. And then, of course, Poopy wants to know what's inside the purse and starts going through it. Don't ever go through a drag queen's purse. You're you don't want to know what's in there. Yeah, you're gonna spill all my pure for men. <laughs> um, no designers listed once again. So girls get, get better with these designers. I want to shout them out. Um, that being said, I think this look is what I expected from Inti. Um, do I get it? Not a chance in hell. Um, I think red is a color that she loves, and she's gonna make it quite fashionable, and you're gonna see a lot of red. I feel like um, I'm not going to connect with Inti, and I fear that her stories of what the look is supposed to represent is going to get tired. I'm definitely someone who needs to understand it when I see it and not hear the confessional to understand it. So that's my fear for Inti, but I'm very intrigued for what she will be bringing to the show. I agree. I think, I mean, conceptually speaking, she's going to have a different perspective, which I'm excited to learn about. But what I always understood it, I don't know. Yeah, well, we will see. I'm going to give this look a toot. I give it a soft toot. The audience was 71% toot, 28% boot. Well, if you thought Inti was tall, wait till you see this bitch in heels. It's Drag Vulcano. The Canary Islands are volcanic, and the drag race stage won't be any less. Sagittarius tells us that when a canary chick comes in, your butthole clenches. Um, I will say the person behind the paint is not what I expected at all. Damn, Butch Queen realness. Mm-hmm. I'll take that to go. Um, she's very confident. Also, she's still very tall. 
how 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 do you walk in those things? Um, I think you have to nail them to your ankle to your ankles like that. But let me tell you, I'm I'm so excited for her on the show. Um, one thing growing up uh, watching that was mainstream for me uh, were these drag competitions from the Canary Islands. Um, mm-hmm. And even mainstream artists would be judges or hosts or somehow they would be involved. And uh, all these elaborate costumes and productions were a common theme. And like shoes like these were like, you, like uh, they were like a basic thing that you had to do. You had to do a crazy shoe. Could you wear a shoe like this? I, I could wear it, but I'm not going to walk in it. <laughs> <laughs> For photo shoots only. Um, right. Now, comedy. We love comedy. We love camp. When Drag Volcano stood next to Poopy, who wanted her to pick her up, oh my God, the height difference. It was so hilarious. Now, I think with the math that Google did for me, with the platforms on, I think, I believe she would be standing at seven feet two inches. Mm -hmm. She fucked up when she was trying to say how tall she was. Right. But still, seven foot two? I've seen a lot of tall drag queens that scare me already. I don't think I've ever seen one that tall. That, that's a lie. That wait, chandelier. She's probably that tall in drag. I don't know, but listen, Maybe? I will, I will climb volcano. I don't mind. <laughs> so that's your season crush, isn't it? Mm-hmm, sure is. Um, don't have any of the designers aside from the nails, which are by Polly Nails. She is a leotard. So it's a leotard that's full of fur and spikes, and it's just wild. I think the black and orange work really well together, especially if you're going out for Halloween. Um, that being said, that beat is sickening. She can paint a face really, really well. Um, I wish the headpiece wasn't as wild because it does make you lose her beautiful paint. But this is just nothing short of a statement piece from head to toe. I loved it. I loved every element of it, and, and the paint is beyond... And this is this is Canary Islands drag, um, and I'm so excited that this is going to be featured on this show. Absolutely, I will give this a toot. I will give it a giant toot, a seven foot toot, in fact. <laughs> well, this was a 89% toot by the audience, 11% boot. And finally, the Macarena. What's up, fags? Okay, here's our tangent. I obviously watched the show with subtitles on. That word was used quite frequently almost like we use bitch and girl very colloquial is this okay um shout out to aaron again who is my um spain go-to he knows a lot about spain and guided me through a couple things he did say that is a colloquial term and if you are gay you refer to your other gays as facts very true and there's even different reiterations of it like um for example, maybe in Venezuela or Colombia, you may say marica. Um, and in for me, from being from Mexico, we'll say like puto, puta, like, well, there's very right. much so like an acceptance, but it, it, within your own community. Yeah. So that that is fun things we learn and audience learn it too, but just in America, please don't say that word. We just, it's not going to fly, especially this month, please. Uh, if you go to a Spanish drag show, it, it will it will be flagrant. It'll be everywhere. Sure. Um, not here. Not not during Pride Month, please. It's the last thing people want to hear. Um, oh my God. Uh, she brought pork rinds and hummus for the vegans. I loved it. 
she calls herself a combo of Paco Clavel, Marajita, Diaz, and Joseph Stalin. I don't know if I would put those things together. No, Joseph Stalin, she wins it for the beard, but that that's <laughs> not a reference I want to make, please. <laughs> um, she's a weirdo. She really is a weirdo. Um, the look is by Pedro Bahar, jewelry by Entre Lamas and Samuel Alegre. This look has so much going on, but I kind of love it. It's campy. It is fun. That giant yellow bow is exuberant. I really kind of love that pink rose gold color to the leotard and that smaller bow in front. The bright blue and yellow are a good color combination. The hair is fun. She's a princess, but the first rule of drag race, don't enter in a crown. This should have been our clue that this was not going to be a good episode for the Macarena. Is, is that considered a crown? I think it's one of those Spanish hair pieces. Is it? Yeah, like so, uh, like the, the, there's like a whole like traditional looking pin that's placed on the top um, that has all the intricacies. And I, I actually do like it. I don't think it's a crown. And it has her oh, name. I, only thought it was a, I thought it was a crown because um, Poopy referred to her as a princess. Well, I mean, she, it does give me uh, Princess Peach vibes. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. either way. Oh, not a great episode for Mark Rain. I wanted so much mm-hmm. more of her. I like yeah. her. I liked her personality, but there was just elements like uh, even with the wig with this entrance, you could definitely see the hairline pop- popping out. Fair, that's fair. Um, oh, we'll, sp- we'll, we'll talk about wigs for her later. Um, <laughs> I like this look, and I'm going to give it a toot. I'm going to give it a soft toot. The audience was 75% toot, 25% boot. And there are our 10 queens. Who, who was your absolute favorite entrance? My favorite entrance, I, I'm going to just say Volcano, I guess. And, and the booty hole did clench. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it is my, because she is my favorite, I will say Sagittaria because that look really did make me happy. I was like, ooh, I love it. The alarm sounds, so you know what that means. We have a video message from Supreme Deluxe wearing gray hair because she's old. I don't, I, I don't like the gray hair, but it's a very sweet message. And she certainly is a different host than any of the other hosts of the show. Um, she seems the most down to earth. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she has a sense of like, you know, I'm better than you. Uh, uh, you know, there's definitely a humbleness about her. Yeah, she's someone who I could see kikiing with the girls. Absolutely, yeah. Were you familiar with Supreme Deluxe prior to the show? I was not. Um, I, I did read that she had like a, uh, a surge of, of um, success with music and just revamping her track career, but I wasn't mm. familiar with her. Well, the door opens, and as predicted, hola, hola, hola. Um, Supreme Deluxe out of drag is wearing her version of the Klein Epstein Parker suit in all red. She looks damn good. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is time for a mini challenge. Supreme Deluxe gives them the usual sign off and clearly uses May the Best Drag Queen win. So, progress. We like this. The girls exit the workroom just to literally re-enter because the crew need to set up a mechanical bill. That's right. Cue the Carmen score. Speaking of, I was humming that music before they started playing it, so I think I should be a producer on this show. Just saying. I'm interested hiring. I know, right? Okay, let's talk about the hunk known as that pit crew member. Yes, please. He was delicious, and I would ride that bull all night long. Look at you. Okay. Um, I mean, look at my background. Come on, look at that. Look at that. You know you want it. 
yeah, I'll, I'll definitely ride that too. He is handsome. Um, so the mini challenge, like many, many first episodes, is to take a photo on a mechanical ball. But this is Spain, so it works out perfectly. Have you ever been on a mechanical ball? Oh, yes. It's, if I see one anywhere, I'm like, let's go on it. Uh, in fact, let me try to remember uh, Long Beach Pride. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We got drunk and we rode the mechanical ball in Puerto Vallarta with my mom and my sister and my aunt. Uh, many a times. Yes, it's fun. Have you done it in drag? No, I don't think I Are want to, though. Are you planning on it? Why not? Come on, it looks like so much fun. Uh, I mean, if I do, I'll make sure to wear underwear. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go through the girls. The Macarena is up first. She kisses the bull before riding it, you know, like maybe good luck. But um, she immediately falls right off. But she showed some attitude. She tried. She really did. Well, at least she still posed even when she fell. Yeah. Sagittaria goes and loves a good ride. She falls onto it and looks hot doing so. Mm-hmm. Dovima is very bad at the bowl. Not good. You would think that she'd be better, like, trying to channel some of the kind of evil. Right? Yeah. Inti literally hops right on in his serving attitude, maybe a little too hard. Yeah, I mean, she was serving it, but I don't know if I was actually taking it. That's fair. She's like, I'm on Next Top Model. I was like, no, that's the wrong show. Right. Carmen has no problem mounting this bull. And then we saw her balls as they played the overture to Carmen, um, which, again, I'm a big fan of that score. Bizet, love his music. Um, this is camp. This is the camp I signed up for to have a drag queen with their balls out with the score of Carmen. Um, that was fucking funny as all hell. That was hilarious. And the fact that she was still being sexy throughout the whole thing, she's like, I still got to get this good picture. <laughs> right? And, and she will not get off the ball because she knows, like, if she falls, her balls will pop out. And plus, she has some core strength. The way she was riding that ball. Well, I mean, again, let's talk about that um, confessional look. She's very, very much man. Beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Very gorge. Definitely one of those uh, uh, gym, gym goers. Mm-hmm. A gym bunny. Mm-hmm, that one poopy and the bull are not pals and they clearly have it on slow for her um they're like anyone over the age of 35 you have to go in the slow mode the old person's version right killer queen cannot get on the bull so she has the hot pit crew member help her on because clearly she just wanted to be touched <laughs> i would probably play that game also we're like oh i can't get on can i have some help and then get like a little boost from a boy and I'd be like, <laughs> that's the only touching I'm getting for the next three months. <laughs> Hugasio was okay. Nothing really happened. Just fell on the ground and was laid there. Right. I wasn't living for it. Lucano was basically just touching the floor with those heels. Like, I'm not even kidding. Literally the, 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 the heels touch the floor. Yeah. I was like, does, he, does that count as riding the bull or is the bull <laughs> riding her? Right. And Rancha is not Miley Cyrus and is not being a good Southern girl. Uh, riding is not something she is good at. As Poopy pointed out, she is wearing old lady panties. It, I, was, I thought it was so hilarious. No, she wasn't. They called it bragas. She wasn't even wearing panties. And no. Oh, I. Yeah. Okay, so the subtitle's wrong. Subtitle's wrong. There you go, right there. Yeah, so like uh, uh, they, they reference pantyhose as, as bragas or uh, panties okay. as bragas. Um, and the, the fact that they shady edit, they zoom in on 
on the just the pantyhose and the crack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she doesn't tuck. She talked about not even tucking. We're going to get to that in a second. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the winner of the mini challenge is Carmen Ferrala. Uh, she wins an advantage in the next mini cha maxi challenge. Did you think she was the right winner? I think so. I think she held on along as she was serving the looks. Even though the ball was popping out, she was still dipping and doing it. She was. I thought she did give a good photo. It's time to learn what the maxi challenge is. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We have to go claim the station. Then we'll come back. And then um, Supreme Deluxe will tell us. But the queens get their bags, claim their stations, and it's time to do drag. Dugasio's wig is literally made of crap, and it's yet it's still fucking fashion. And how did she do it? Come on. It's so cool. Arancha wants to see who the bald ones are going to be. And I think there's only really two. Yeah. Dugasio and um, Poopy. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Carmen is a man. They've all been tricked. And they're all clearly thirsting over Carmen a little bit. Duvima super glued her face with her uh, wig and her hair. Have you ever super glued anything to your face for drag? Not super glued. Uh, not to my face. No. Ouch. Yeah. Dude, the, um, the worst that I do, and some people, I mean, for some, it's like a, you have to do it. I use wig bond glue for my lashes. And oh, okay. One time I got the glue stuck, like it dropped into my eyeball. <gasps> it no! So it almost ruined my makeup. Oh, that's the most important part the makeup, not your actual fucking eyeball. Um, come on, I could just replace it and get a crystal one. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so the girls see Arancha and they're like, Who that? What, what is that? Um, very interesting creature. They thought it was an employee, <laughs> right? Honestly, the Macarena made her time on Drag Race worthwhile as we literally watched her untuck the medical tape from her dick. God. Maybe the censorship in Spain is a little different, but I don't think that ever would have been allowed. Like we've seen queens like from like the waist up pull up. We've not seen the full view before. Oh, I felt that pain. The pubes were ripping off. <laughs> like, um, medical tape over is duct tape. Is that an actual difference or medical tape is their equivalent of duct tape? Uh, it's different. It's definitely different. Like the texture of it's different. The way that it holds is different. And why is she using medical tape? That hurt. That's hurting me. I don't know. I never tried it, but I don't think I want to try it. No. Well, I know who's not going to try it. As you alluded to, Rancha, she does not talk. No, no, no. Her genitals are like origami in her panties. Um. Why? Do you have any colleagues of yours that do not tuck? Um, I mean, probably. And you know what? If you don't, if you're not gonna tuck, if that's your fantasy, then go ahead. But it doesn't fit in with Frida's fantasy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she she has a puswata, and so I gotta make sure it's presenting as such. Fair. That's fair. Um, it's gonna be interesting because, like, I'm curious to know why they brought up her lack of tuck. I wonder if that's gonna be an issue later on in the season especially with you, what you said about uh, feminine presenting, you have someone like Carmen who probably definitely does tuck as best she can, you know, while still falling out. Um, mm -hmm. And if that's what the fantasy is supposed to be, Arach is not going to give you that ever. Not at all. We have our first mirror talk with the Macarena as she discusses her issue with her body. And I was like, huh, this is early in the episode to discuss this. And I was like, 
oh shit, she's a goner, isn't she already? Because you watch the edit, that you don't hear backstories this early on into an episode. That's it. That's the moment. So she had a hard relationship with her body and lost weight, gained it, lost it. She started therapy, but she's happy now and able to be there half naked in front of everyone and the cameras. Um, I do love that this conversation is happening with Inti having a lash literally falling off of her face because um, it's a serious conversation and everyone's de-dragging. You have this la- literally a wonky lash. Um, but how did you feel about hearing this from the Macarena? I honestly can relate. I've been someone that fluctuates with weight. I've had issues with it for a long time. Um, and even uh, last year, I, not, not if, I don't know if your listeners know, but I actually went through 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 two knee surgeries. Um, and then I gained 50 pounds. And she was like, oh, Lord, when is this going to stop? So I get it. I know what she, yeah. how uncomfortable she gets. Yeah, it's not easy. Believe me, I um, still being at home, not being able to walk fully. I, I, I've luckily been able to lose weight by eating better. But I'm just like, if it comes on, it's going to just go. Boom. I'm not here for it because I also am de- definitely someone who fluctuates weights. And yeah, the pandemic didn't help Mm-mm-mm. at all. It did in the beginning until I fucked up my knee. There's, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, Supreme Deluxe is back, who is so excited to finally say, oh, pit crew. They come in with a cart of crap and lots of carts of crap. Um, so you know what that means. It is time for a design challenge. Um, did you notice that the cameras did a nice little close-up on one of the pit crew's crotches? Oh, yes. I appreciate the, the production, the writing for that crotch. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, not even a product placement, I don't think. That was just for all the viewers. I will say this. Spain in general, uh, they're very much more free-spirited, a lot, you know, not as conservative. And I think it's funny, if anyone's watching Australia at this, uh, in, with the recent episode, there's just such a big juxtaposition of like, oh, that's too far. Like you're pushing the envelope a little too much. But here it's like, nope, you're going to get your crotch washer. Let's give you some of that. Right. I mean, and also like I don't, you watched the Meet the Queens videos, I'm sure. Um, Carmen's like, I don't like vulgarity and drag. And I was like, you're in the wrong field, girl. I know. And a Spanish drag does, is not afraid to be vulgar. Right. Clearly. Mm -hmm. So for this design challenge, they must create a look inspired by the materials in the boxes. As the winner of the mini challenge, Carmen gets to pick her box first from the rummage sale. Uh, She takes hers and the others rush to the boxes. It's kind of all out war, but I don't even think they looked at what was in the boxes. They just grabbed it was like it was a buffet and we're like, that's mine. Bye. How are you with designing? How would you do with a challenge like this? You know what, I, I, during the quarantine, I actually bought a sewing machine and I started learning how to sew. I still just know the basics. I think I'm really great at putting a look together. Um, so it was just a matter of learning how to construct a look. That would be my challenge. That's fair. Well, Supreme announces the jury, as they say it, not judges, um, that will make up their panel. We've got Javier Ambrosi, Javier Calvo, and Anna Locking. Are you familiar with any of the three of them? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, my the favorite thing to ever happen during quarantine was veneno, 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 mm-hmm. veneno, and Javier's had a lot to do with that. Um, and oh my god, I think I've already seen it twice. I think I, I, I would even see it two more times if if I had the time. So I'm very familiar with both Javier's. Um, so obviously, uh, for those who don't know, they are married. They they are together. Um, would you date another Frida? 
like named Frida? Yeah. Um, there is another Frida that I've been interested in. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. There's there there's the the tea of the day. Um, joining them as a guest this week is actor and model John Corahen Rent. Say it. I can't even do it. I can't do it. Well, let me look it up. But I do. I do know who he is. Um, Porta Harena. He's he's a, a a very famous male model. Yeah, um, very 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 handsome. Oh, very. Porta Harena, I think it is. I don't remember. I have to look at the spelling of it. See, listeners, this is a learning curve for me. We're trying. We're trying, but I, my my memory retention is not great. Yeah, we can go back to it because I don't remember <laughs> how to spell it, but I look it up right now and then I'll tell you. And also I knew him from an, by another name, but let me see. Episode. Call me by your name? Mm-hmm. Montero? John, John, John uh, Cortajarena. Okay, that's I was, I was there. John Cortajarena. Great. Cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, they all were thrilled about that, so they must know him very well. Mm. The queens start playing around with their materials, and of course, Inti is modeling a car window shield because that's what she does. The Macarena has bathroom stuff, and she doesn't think it's fair. Bitch, you picked that box, so get over it. Exactly. Sagittaria has a baby onesie and hula hoops. What do you do? What does one do with a onesie? You put it on your pussy. I mean, that's as much as it's going to cover. <laughs> True. Everyone seems to be afraid of Killer Queen, who is sewing and cutting like a madwoman. We went there, then we immediately left. What the fuck was that all about? I don't know. I think there was just going to be a whole, like, maybe intimidation factor and, like, uh, maybe a little conversation, a little kiki about, like, girl, like, you know, what is like, your she concept? Didn't even, she, she, right. She was safe. She didn't even, like, have any plot line this episode so they thought it was really weird that they included that so be on the lookout for people being afraid of killer queen just put throwing that out there duvima is crashing and she doesn't know what what she's doing there um always a good sign for the edit to know that someone's in trouble in peril and then we get a, a very interesting walkthrough from supreme um Usually, you know, RuPaul comes through that big door and there's a big explosion of cheers and everything. Supreme literally just walked up behind them and was like, hi. Yeah, hey, God. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. She says, you're very, very kind, very kind. But bitch, you're the host of the show. You get to have right. all the glory you want. Exactly. So Carmen is not inspired. Supreme doesn't want to be press, putting pressure on her, but tells her to focus on everything um, as everyone is going very fast. Carmen is mentally blocked, but wants to be her best for Anna Locking, who is 2020 National Fashion winner. I understand the, the fear there. Um, it was, again, weird edit because you're like, oh, my God, Carmen's going to do terrible. And then you see what she walks out and you're like, bitch, fuck you. Right. Sagittaria is going to remind everyone who she is with the balls, uh, but she is scared shitless and doesn't know if her look will be enough. Obviously, we've seen balls in this design challenge be a success for someone like Ketamine. Mm-hmm. Dovima is stressed by the elastic or lack thereof. Supreme tells her to be careful with the sewing machine. Again, I thought we we're going to have a sewing machine moment. Nothing from Dovima. Nothing. And then we got some little 
tea to spill as Supreme asked of the immense vegetarian if they knew each other, having both been from Barcelona. Well, Davima doesn't want to spill all the tea episode one and friends who are going to be on the show in the future. That is how you guarantee you don't get eliminated on the first episode. Oh, yes. That's all she needed to say because she was not going to spill it and did not give the producers a reason to eliminate her. That's very good. She's like, but wait, there is more. Uh-huh. We want a teaser. Supreme wants a teaser. So Sagittarius says that they fought over a man. We have to find out. Like, as, as Arantxa says, we get get the, the team together. We are going to go detective work and find out what the story is. Um, have you ever fought over a man with another drag queen? Oh, no. Girl, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Is there? Mm-hmm. There sure is. Oh, it's, it's not worth to fight over a man. Mm-mm. Not with another queen. I have had a roommate situation. Over? No. Oh, okay. I had a roommate situation uh, where I had a falling out with the roommate, and I was with someone, a uh, serious relationship, and then come to find out years afterwards, uh, my roommate slept with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And I do not speak to either, either one of them. Blocked. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's terrible. Ooh. Yes. Let's let me let me just say if I if if this former roommate decides to do drag and if I were to see them in the workroom, I I would give you Bad Girls Club episode one. <laughs> we love that. Well, maybe we need to make this person do drag so that can happen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. I'm not that malicious. Okay. Um, I love that as this is all happening and you're having this little drama, Arancha is literally standing over in her corner with that stupid pink funnel on her head. She's certainly going to be the entertainment committee for confessionals. Her drag may not be A+, plus, but her, her confessionals are going to be good. She's just so animated. It's so hilarious. Yeah. Well, it is elimination day, and I'm going to tell you, the workroom is a mess, and I am very stressed out by that. Um, oh, my God, it was terrible. It was a hot The OCD mess. in me was like, I can't walk in there. Don't I know. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, someone is going home. No one wants to be them, but Carmen looks around and knows it's definitely not going to be her. The Macarena needs a pill and some chamomile tea because she's about to poop herself. And girl, same. I would like a couple pills for my pain right now. Oh, my God. If anyone has any pills that make me feel better, send them over, please. The queens are back to creating their garments. And the discussion turns to silicone. And they wonder how much silicone is up in Carmen. She's like, no, you didn't. Mm-mm. Macarena says she just says butt lifts. How much work do you think Carmen has had done? What, what has been done on Carmen? God, I, I think she's had so much work done that she can't even claim unemployment. <laughs> I mean, the face alone, there's there's a lot of Botox and filler in it. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, if queens need to do it for the show, I understand it. If queens who are regular drag queens in a regular city and not on Drag Race, you don't need it. It's just an expense. No, I, without I, it. I support here. Like This is what I think. I don't remember who said this, but they said that it, it, your body is kind of like a car and sometimes it needs tune-up. And so, for okay. example, my mom, she she just gets little touch-ups here and there every now and then. Nothing where it's just where her facial structure completely changes. Right, um, so it's not like pulling everything back. and. Right. She doesn't have tapes connected and a whole crew in the back pulling it back so that she stays snatched and 
writing where she can't move. But that's fair. <laughs> so I will support really that. Fair. And honestly, Botox helps you so you don't sweat as much. That is true. That is very true. Which is why I have been suggest that. Um, I'm like, I not 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 for me yet. Not no. I'm I am a beautiful, perfect 34 year old who has three gray hairs, and I'm not there quite yet. <laughs> She's organic. Oh, organic until I'm not going to be. Watch this space. It's probably going to change eventually. <laughs> well, NT wants to get into the conversation because she has nothing to say about filler. She just wants to be anything but the tall one. So she's going to ask the room their opinions on the trans revolution and ask if they have themselves asked themselves if they are trans. Carmen says that guys come up to her and say she's beautiful. They can meet her later, but add a drag, but that doesn't work for them. The Macarena says that people look at her and see a cis masculine guy, but identifies as non-binary. NT asks who else is non-binary in the room. Three people raise their hand. We have four non-binary contestants, and that is huge. They are the Macarena, NT Arancha, and Hugasio. This is the visibility that the show has been lacking. Mm-hmm. I love the variety of the, of the cast. How important is this cast to not only Drag Race, but for the queer community? I think we've learned that Drag Race has been uh, uh, something that's create a level of comfort and understanding for those that feel like they don't have a tribe. Um, and when it comes to uh, like you know, myself, for example, that I live in two different worlds and have a sense of, of cultures. So like there's my Spanish culture and there's my American culture. And sometimes you don't have someone to you know, be referenced or sometimes you don't have someone that's gonna say, it's okay to be like that. Uh, and the fact that they're using this platform to have a wonderful variety of a cast that exemplifies and accepts and encourages all types of backgrounds. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, it's, it's really special. And I'm excited to see how this will affect future seasons going forward in the entire drag race world. True. Carmen didn't have dolls growing up. Um, she had marker lids and ribbon and we'll put the ribbon in the marker lid and make them her dolls. And I think that, that was really adorable. I like that. Um, NT says the first time she knew she was queer was when she got a feather fan and started dancing from the TV. Her grandma's like, she's queer. And her mom is just like, no, she's an artist. I thought that's very funny. Um, I have not had a, a feather fan before, but I am sure if I had one, I would have been clacking it as a seven-year-old. It was the moment that you, that you first were like, oh, okay, this is the moment where I'm just like, this is who I am. Honestly, and that's that's a fun story, is I didn't really realize until I was much older, until I was about 20 years old, and I was like, oh, I think I'm in love with a boy. Because mm. I was always very, 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 very masculine, very, very sports-oriented, and really didn't know. There were, there were things that I go back in time and realize, oh, okay, I clearly had some um, gay thoughts, but... You know, like Book of Mormon turned it off. I guess that was in my mind. But yeah, I, I it was a while. It took me a while. What mm. about you? Uh, for me, I think it was um, I had just gotten back from Mexico because um, I would go back and forth as a kid. And um, I remember seeing there's a, there's a Spanish TV channel called HTV, HTV. Uh, and that's when I first heard about the Spice Girls. And okay. I went to um, something called a tianguis. Tianguis is 
in reference to what they were talking about um, in with the challenge, like it's just like a uh, um, a market where you have like random mm -hmm. things that are cheap. So I went to one of those types of markets and I bought a bootlegged cassette of the Spice Girls. And when I got home in the States, I could not stop listening to it. And I wanted to be all the Spice Girls. All of them? Not, there wasn't one that you were like, that's me? No, because I am a Gemini, so I can't stick to one type of personality. <laughs> now, let's say you were asked to be, I don't know, in a drag brunch that featuring the Spice Girls. Which Spice would you be? I mean, listen, I always wanted to be the pretty one because they can't sing. So I would definitely be Victoria Beckham. Yeah, you want to plug anything? Um, yes, uh, I thought you never ask. Um, I'm actually excited to be a part of a huge, 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 huge. Uh, we have uh, drag show, drag brunches at the City Winery in Chelsea. And uh, we're going to start doing uh, br drag brunches at the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. That's exciting. It's so exciting. And the production level and how they treat the talent, mm. the best ever. I don't have to change in a bathroom where, where you know, the clients and the staff is also using. <laughs> well, lucky you, lucky you. So the first time Sagittarius saw Maria Isabel's shoes, she thought for her, they were for her. And since she wanted them, that was her moment of, she's a queer. Higacio says that their mom stopped talking to the other moms who were questioning Higacio and calls her mom the ultimate diva. And I think that's kind of awesome. That, that's pretty kind. Yeah, I love it. Macarena says something quite profound that when you tell someone that a kid is not ready to know because they're too young, it's really that the person who doesn't understand is the person doesn't understand and can't explain it. Kids get it and normalize quickly. And I think that's really, really important that it's not shielding your kids to see what queer culture is. It's you not accepting it. And I'm so glad now we're in Pride Month to see how much the world has changed, even in the past 10 years. Sure, corporate pride, that's another subject. But got to give them credit that they're at least trying a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, you wouldn't see this like three years ago, not no, that, no. this level. So I think it's really, really important to hear Macarena say something like that, um, because I don't think I've ever really heard someone pinpoint it the way she did. So thank you for those words, Macarena. Mm -hmm. Poopy is mentally blocked and thinks her dress is a shit show. And guess what, girl? You're right. You, you're not delusional. Pigasio is worried because when Supreme came in, she had nothing to show but four cutouts, but that was just a red herring. You're going to do fine. And Sagittarius doesn't think it's her best look, while Rancha followed her instinct to be comfortable on the catwalk. So I think that's a perfect segue into runway time. Let's do it. Just like the main show, the runway music comes on, and guess what song it is? Cover Girl. Mm -hmm. Supreme looks divine in a magenta ruffle dress, but that ugly gray hair has got to go, okay? I am not here for it. You you look beautiful, but you're aging yourself with the gray hair. Go blonde. Go brunette. I don't care. No more gray. That's a petition starting right now. For me, it was more so like the structure of the wig. I don't think it flattered. Yeah, it was like... Yeah. Not cute. Javier Ambrosi looks like he should be the lead singer of a 70s glam rock band with that hair. <laughs> yeah. Anna Locking, very cute. She seems fun and she is a super fan of Drag Race. But at this point, who's not? I know. If, if, I mean, come on. You have to. If you're, you're under a rock if you're not. 
Exactly. Javier Colvo is blonde and I would. Twice. Period. Yeah. Do you, now this is just, just the way the interactions were having, they were having. Do you think Supreme Deluxe had a threesome with the Javiers? Do I think, girl? Not a threesome. I would also not invite uh, John to come on. Let's just say they probably had an orgy before they even went on set. Come on, let's do it. It's Spain. Yeah, they probably definitely did. Yeah. Um, no, just the way they're talking is like you all are really intimate, and I'm really kind of uncomfortable by this. Well, and- I will say this: in Spanish culture, is a lot more intimate and a lot more. There's there's no plain coy. Like even if you even if your intention is not to you know, attract or to, um, to, you want them, it's, you play to that. Sure. Okay. That's fair. I understand that. Get. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, John Cotorajena is hot. The epitome of model. I would be a little spoon for him. I don't ever little spoon, but for him, I think I would. Yum. Cause I just feel like he would hold me and I would be like, I feel okay. Now I can all <laughs> see. Category is rummage sale. So in honor, we are going to play treasure or trash. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. First up is Inti. Oh, man. At first, I thought I liked this, but then I rewatched it. Fuck, this was trash. Okay. I think after seeing Electra do a tie look and me bashing that, I have no other choice but to trash this because at least that was constructed well. She's got an umbrella because why not? I do not love those purple dangling things, but I'm sure we're going to get an answer about futuristic indigenous for why she had them. Why did her heels have fluffy black crap on it? Gross. Her beat is exceptional. Her walk is fierce on the runway. I could not get past this look. I I wanted to like it, but this was no way for me. Yeah, I, I it's it's trash. The, the first of all from Australia, but the tie look surprised me. Um, yeah. And so seeing a tie look, you know, twice in one week, I'm just like, ooh, I'm going to compare. I'm sorry. I hated the shoes with the furries. And did you notice that she also applied that material to her back? Yes. And I'm like, why? Why? I don't know. I don't know. She's going to be the one that I'm going to probably pan week after week after week. And, and people are going to be like, why? And I'm like, because I just don't get it. And she's not... Yeah explaining it to us in a way that we're connecting to. And I'm sure there are people going to connect to Inti and I apologize if I'm hating on your girl, but I am, I, I, I don't have a connection to her the, the way I have to anyone else in this cast. She also did it on the fingertips. And I'm just like, I don't, I didn't like that at all. I did love her hair and, and the makeup, the beat. The makeup and, was beautiful. And the tassels I could see uh, when, when, when it comes to like indigenous Bolivian uh, type of mm-hmm. like handiwork, I could see that influence yeah. there, uh, but it doesn't make sense with the rest of the garment. Not at all. Um, I have to give it a trash. It's trash. I'm sorry. Audience was 41% treasure, 59% trash. So very much in, in the middle, but leaning toward trash. Mm-hmm. Next up, Rancho Castilla-La Mancha. She reminds me of Vix so much in her paint and personality. Um, I get this look. It's fun. It's slightly vintage. The pink and yellow color blocking are smart choices. She tied it in with the pink hair, the yellow bow. Where the fuck did she get bubble guns? Of course she would because she's a literal child, but it's not fashion, but it's fun. And this is who Arancha is. So I'm actually here for it. I'll give it a treasure. I mean, I'll, I'll give it, I'll recycle it. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Um, I didn't like the silhouette that the, that the look created. I thought it was too boxy. Um, mm -hmm. And... I mean, she she sold it. She had fun on the runway, and and the judges loved making puns about you know what how she was selling it. So, I'll say that, but it's not exactly treasure to me. That that's totally fair. And like, what's crazy is she is going to do this all season long until she gets eliminated. Because I'm telling you right now, she's not winning. There's no fucking chance mm. that Hella Ranch is winning. <laughs> but she is so much fun, and that. That's the kind of joy and light you need in a, in a season like this because there is so much fashion. You need to have that one queen who's always going to make you smile. That's Arancha to me. So you're recycling it. I'm treasure. Audience was 33% treasure, 67% trash. They're not here for Arancha at all. No. All right. Next up, Hugasio Curente, a literal walking art installation. A blue monochromatic divine. The face. Oh, that face. I don't know anyone who can paint like that. It was beyond belief. Um, there is a story here. She's sad. She's blue. The mop hands, they're just cool as they just drape as she walks. Like, I don't love that we saw two looks back to back where she showcases her face like with a frame of sorts, but it's getting our attention to look at her face. I think, what yes, it's very strategic, but it's also part of, her brand of like I'm I'm framing the look and I, this is the look. Um, yeah. So I think it's a part of her aesthetic. D is that stoned? That's what my next point was going to be. How the fuck does she have time to stone that? Exactly. And um, listen, I only have time to stone with weed, not, not with actual garments. Come right. on. Like that wasn't just like random stoning. That was like intricate line by line. I really don't know how she did that. that like, this is an wonders. artist. Yes, yeah. she, she she did that. I loved it. Treasure. Treasure for me. Uh, uh, Anna Locking says she was fantastic by just the simplicity of the outfit and the complexity of it at the same time. She loves the surreal gloves and the ribbon and the earrings and the whole thing. So we're both treasure. You ready for to hear what the audience thought? They thought it was trash. 56% treasure, 44% trash. And I was like, what? Mm. Okay. All right. So that's scary that they're not connecting with or uh, with uh, Hugasio from the get go, but like we were, but that's okay. That's yeah. thank you. You're you're wrong, audience. You're wrong. And then she also reshot the garment in a beautiful look on her Instagram. You got to check it out. It even makes it even yeah. way better. Amazing. Well, next up is my girl Killer Queen. So she's got a corset with flowers on it, and it's up to it with the giant ruffle sleeves and the draped gown. But wait. She's lined it. The bitch had time to line a garment in a design challenge. Um, I think her beat is wonderful. I think that seafoam blue hair is whimsical and ties it into the um, same color as the bodice. Why does she have a pink banana? I don't know. I, okay, there's, this is the moment in, in the episode that I was, I was like, oh, I like her, I like her. But then she mentioned, she's like, Oh, girl, I've never even been to a market like this. Like, we only went to department stores. I'm like, oh, are you one of those privileged girls? Like, come on, no. Well, she is a doctor, so. I mean, maybe she has, she's got the coin, and so. Um, I didn't connect with her with this look. Uh, I don't understand why there was a pink banana. I felt like uh, she looks like the mom, like Vanjie's mom, <laughs> flower bodice look. And, <laughs> 
I am trashing both those looks. So I don't, it's, it looks heavy. It looks like, even though, yes, I'll give it to her that she lined it. And homegirl was busy and, you know, sewing things. And but I just don't see it. I don't like it. That's fair. That That is okay. I'm going to give a treasure. You're giving a trash. Audience was 68% treasure, 32% trash. Yeah, sorry about it. Next up, Sagittaria. And they gasped. I gasped. Oh, my God. Gay gasp. I think this is simple but incredibly effective. The hula hoop creates this dress cage with the balls that really create a cool constellation effect. There's so much movement when she walks, and that's great for a look like this. The ball sculpture on the top is so fun. I don't know if the spray paint just didn't stick or if she was going for bits of color purposely, but either way, I thought this was a really, really fun look. And even that black bob for this look, it worked because it was, it was high fashion. Any other look, it's not going to work. So I thought this was really smart and cohesive for Sagittaria. I loved it. I thought it definitely, um, it, you know what it kind of gave me? Like a reference of maybe like a 90, 1960s movie poster where like it's supposed to be a movie about a futuristic sci-fi. Like, yeah. Like I, it gave me very that and I and I loved it. Um, and my Lanta, that waist and the, and the tuck. <laughs> Yeah, she is um, Violet Chotsky levels. You want to know something funny, though, and I know we're going to get to it. Um, very similar to Davina. Like, if mm -hmm. you think about how how they they structured their tuck and, like, yeah. the high waist, it's very similar. However, Homegirl did it better. Sagittaria did this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, John says that this is one of his favorite looks, and it's S&M from another galaxy. Cool, mm -hmm. cool, here for it. Treasure for me, absolutely. Yes, treasure. Audience, 90% treasure, 10% trash. <sighs> the Macarena, poor girl. Um, I didn't think it was terrible. I think there was a lot of positive elements to the outfit. I think the color story was wonderful. But why was there a pink flamingo on her shoulder? I mean, camp, but I don't understand why. It's hard for me to view this as a completely bad, trashy look because camp is so important to drag. If this were on, let's say, Drag Race Down Under, safe, maybe even a top of the week. Not in this iteration of the show. No, I just, I, I don't like it at all. I, I just, there's so many things that were prop that were problematic, like the, 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 bottom of the skirt um mm -hmm. i didn't understand any of it like what were you trying to give what are those supposed to be flower petals from like, i think so i, I don't know it, 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 no. well, john says it was a brave attempt but it didn't work it's not sophisticated or polished and noticed a pin on and a piece of paper on the bottom of the look i'll give it a trash because it is trash i want to give her some credit because it is her elimination but i don't know not her challenge no, I did like her shoes. <laughs> he hated them. I don't, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, wait. I, that's right, because they fitted funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're both trashing this. The audience was 17% treasure, 83% trash. Dovima Norma, Normi. I almost said Normani. Why well, Normani? Why am I? Is she on my head? Never mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, Dovima is very futuristic, high fashion, but the construction is absolutely terrible. I do love that garden hose as a harness. I think that was a really cool, smart idea. Um, something I don't think anyone would have been smart enough to create. That cape piece is just not sewn properly. It needed to be symmetrical. 
I think without it, it's just an eyesore. Um, but maybe she would have been okay if she didn't have it because there wasn't anything as terrible. Um, I love that both her and Sagittarius are wearing black gloves. And you mentioned the tuck situation. Clearly, they grew up in the same um, Barcelona uh, drag scene. The They're very, very similar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this look, not not going to do it. I don't like it. Um, and you know what? Maybe I would have liked this whole like bondage using the hose, but like maybe paint the hose, give it. Don't let me clock right away that I know what the material is. Sure, absolutely. No, I think honestly, she probably spent too much time on on the robe cape part that she didn't even have time to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, and then John's also the tip. walk. Oh, yeah. Um, John's tip was that she couldn't walk in the runway, and to keep that in mind, if you can barely move, Javier Calvo calls her very talented and would like her to focus on shining and being confident. Trash for me, though. It's trash. Sorry, trash. Audience was 56% treasure, 44% trash. Okay, next up. Poopy Poison, the cleaning fairy. Um, I think going camp was the only way she could survive this runway, but it's a mess. It's easily the worst thing on the runway in this challenge. The shoes, I cannot, I don't even know what was going on there. There's just so much going on. There's no purpose. It's terrible. But at least it's not bags glued to a corset. True. It's just, ugh. oh my God. This is no bueno at all. I can't, there's no bueno reason to it. You, I'm surprised she wasn't on the bottom for this. Well, we're going to get to that because we, I, I, we're going to, we're going to get to that. But um, Calvo says she's fun and has a lot to show, but her look is not her fa- his, her favorite. Um, he made her smile. Ambrosi says that it's brave to come here and, it's a big risk with her big career, but he respects her for that. That is why she was safe. Yeah, yeah. that's what the, the, her reputation. Literally. Yeah. Um, this is trash. It's absolute, absolute trash. I hope she did trash it. It is trash. I wouldn't even buy it to trash it. I was just like, you know what? Don't even work. Let it be clearance. Let it be donated somewhere. And no, no one's going to buy it. The audience, 6% treasure, 94% trash. Who was that 6%? <laughs> Three people. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Connorman Faralalalar. See, I can't. That one. This is so fucking cool. She got lucky with the fabric and it looks so great on her. She looks like she's going to a beach party and that headband was a brilliant touch. The lining of the bra. Yes. She made pants in a design challenge. Come on, editors, let's get misleading. For real. And honestly, like, I cannot clock this material. I wouldn't have known what she used or how, you know, she was struggling with it. Really, where? No. Yeah. Like, literally, pillowcases and a bed sheet. Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, Ambrosi likes her and calls her a pro. She kept the same energy on stage. Calvo asked how she made the outfit, and she said it was a mattress and pillowcase and furniture bag. This was this was excellent, um, but I do worry we're getting to see a lot of the same from Carmen now in two looks back to back. That being said, this look is a treasure. It's a treasure. Audience, 76% treasure, 24% trash. And 
finally, Drag Volcano. It's literally a silver leotard and silver cape with flowers on the shoulders. She has purple streamers coming from her head wrap to create hair. This is very much like a carnival look. It's trash, and yet it works for her because it's true to who she is as a drag artist. I think she got lucky that she had giant platform heels in every color because the silver ones were perfect for this look. I am very much on the fence on this. I think you probably like it, so I want you to change my mind before I give my official opinion. Okay. I, I do like it. Um, I don't. I think she maybe have covered the boots, um, but I think, think this fits. Yeah, I, if, I, if this was on a stage with production and she was able to do a little bit more movement, I would have loved, loved it. I would have even loved it more if she would have worked the ponytail a little bit more because it was, I mean, the fact that it was so long and I'm just like, this is cute. Right. This is the moment. Um, and I'm, I mean, the beat is flawless. You cannot call, like, come on. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Was it a crazy design that um, I was just impressed by? No, but is it, does it fit her aesthetic and her brand a thousand percent? Now, Canary Island Drag, is it all about the leotards? No, uh, it's usually production. It's usually some type of big, there's big elements to it. So it's not necessarily always a leotard. Because we've now seen her in three looks, including the promo look, that have been leotards. So I'm getting a little nervous. Um, Michelle Visage is not here to call her out for the leotards, but I will be. I'm here every week, friends. Listen to Block Talk. Like and subscribe. Let her know. <laughs> I'm going to give her a treasure. And if she comes out in a leotard next week, gone, done, done. So I'm going to give a treasure. You won me over. I'm going to do a treasure, and I'm going to shoot her a text just to let her know before you go okay, off on her. Um, the audience was 48% treasure, 52% trash. So they were in the middle just like I was. Drag Vulcano, Rancha, Killer Queen, and Inti are safe. That leaves Sugasio, Sagittaria, Macarena, Davima, Poopy, and Carmen as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Mm, I mean, I did think that maybe Rancha was going to be uh, on the bottom. But I, I do thought Inti was going to be a bottom. Um, yes, and I also thought NT too. Um, but I mean, she loved to slay another day. She did. She did. The safe queens are not leaving first, and they are all thrilled because we're going to be an untucked junior now. Um, also, if I were any of those girls that have been like, Arancha, fucking stop the bubbles. Don't blow the bubbles anymore. Uh, yeah. They all believe that Carmen and Macarena are the tops with Poopy in the bottom even though she's a legend. Um, the tops and bottoms do come in, and Hugasia thinks Carmen will win. Poopy claims she has old age and can't remember her critiques, but then tells them that this just wasn't her thing, wasn't her challenge. Killer Queen tries to say that the look does represent Poopy, and Poopy's like, what, I'm a bathroom? That's what that you're telling me? That's how I... Re no. Davima says that they told her she's her own worst enemy, and Zavima is like this little puppy who gets love from the room, but she doesn't want it. And she wants the girls to hate her. So I think this is just some sort of plot line that she's starting to set up because she's very antisocial. She is. And I think it, it just, being antisocial also plays with her not wanting to open up maybe or just to play this character of being a villain. And what's going to be interesting is if we are, I'm sure we're going to have a moment where we're going to get this backstory between this man that the two of them fought over. I think most people are going to be on Sagittarius side because she is so much more um, friendly to the girls. So if there is like a, a, a battle between the two of them and picking sides, I'm always going to take Sagittarius because Davima is just so closed off. 
Mm -hmm. You can tell that the girls really were trying to push her and boost her in this moment. She was just not accepting it at all. No. Macarena says she and Poopy are probably the bottom and Arancha is like, we thought you'd be in the top. And she's like, I can't sew, bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I would have put Macarena safe personally, but I'm not on the show. So that's okay. that's okay. The Queens are back and Supreme Deluxe has made a decision. Yogasio wins the first maxi challenge. There's no prize. Why don't they do prizes? I don't know. Maybe it's not on the budget. Not sponsors. Come on. I'm sure there are great Spanish companies that would sponsor Drag Race. I think give I mean, her like give her a two night stay um to watch the running of the bulls. That's that's a fun prize. <laughs> she probably does that anyways. <laughs> probably. Oh my god, could you could you imagine if there's a bull runway? That would be it. Oh there oh there should be. Oh my god, like a matador bull run uh, yeah. oh yes. Or, that would be or do a, a, a Carmen runway. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, there's there's so many possibilities. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. this is cool. Um, so Sagittaria, Carmen, and Poopy are all safe. That leaves Macarena and Dovima as the bottom. Do you agree? Um, I think Dovina uh, should have been on the bottom just because the walk was a struggle. Uh, but I do think Poopy should have been there instead of La Macarena. I agree. I don't know what happened. I think there was it the fear of Dovima possibly sending Poopy home or them not wanting to lose Dovima. Like, I really think Macarena was the sacrificial goat here. Yeah. And you know what? It might be because uh, uh, Poopy already has maybe a buy in with the Spanish audience. And so people would have been maybe up in arms that, you know, how can you eliminate her when she's already such a well known? it, It would have been a Joe Black situation. Yes, yes. And we all know how that worked out. Um, mm. Show Black. Not everyone is meant for Drag Race, and that's totally okay. Yep. The song is Sobrevivir by Sobrevivir. Monica and Monica. No, no. Okay, there we go. I See, we're learning. I'm learning. I, there's too, <laughs> many, too many letters here. I'm like, I don't want to say it wrong. Monica Naranjo, are you familiar with her work? Am I ever? I love her so much, um, and she's such a huge fan of drag. Um, she even has one of her biggest hits called Amor y Lujo, which is love and luxury. All the cast are drag queens in her video. Um, nice. Any, even, anyone from this show? No, no, I don't think anyone from the show. Not that I could clock. Um, but also, uh, she even when she tours, sometimes she has drag queens a part of her whole production. I actually got to see her in LA where uh, she s- somehow used a repertoire of her music to do like a cabaret style performance where she even did acts in between each song. It was amazing. Nice. Uh, and she's well known in Spain. Uh, great voice. Oh my God. She has an amazing voice and range. Will you be performing this song at your next live show? I will be performing a song of hers, not that one in particular, but yes. Okay, okay. Um, they said, we're going to give you drama episode one. This song is moody. It is drama. Um, yes. Um, Macarena is not dressed for this song, but she's going to give you passion and emotion. She's going to give it to you. It's just not for this song. Um, Davima is very stiff and she's like, I'm just going to rip this piece of shit apart. I, I don't need it. Bye. Macarena was so captivating, but the second that wig flew off, I knew it was game over. 
Yeah. You know what? But I was also, I was not living for Macarena. Like there was moments where she was walking towards the back of the stage and missing the opportunity to connect with the lyrics and emote. And even sure. I would have maybe walked backwards while you're going back, you know. Right. Absolutely. I, I'll give you that one. But were you more into Dovima's performance or you were just not into Macarena's? Because I thought Dovima was terrible. I thought Davina emoted the song more as in the lyrics and in what where the song takes you. Okay. One thing that I want to say, not to be this person, but when Davina kicked Macarena's wig, I thought that was like a huge no-no. Like that's not okay. I think, it, I think it's not okay. How I think it was shady. Uh, but I'm so shady. But that is in line with what the villain character she wants to portray. So I am here for the messiness. Like you, we all know, don't touch a drag queen's wig. Don't ever touch it. No. You, we don't, you don't touch it. Why are you kicking it? But the song like, is about surviving and not, like I'm fighting for survival. So that's okay, why okay. I felt like I felt like it played into that. But yes, in in any other case, I would be like, do not get close to this. So. Unlike, and most of the other shows, Canada's Drag Race is different because there's not an official solo judge. This show, apparently, they're going to follow suit. They're going to vote, and that's how it's going to work. Um, and I do think the vote is the reason why we had the result we did, because I think the Javier's were probably the vo definitely voting toward Dovima, and I think if it was just Supreme, Macarena would have stayed, personally. But... Yeah. Dovima is saved. Macarena is the official pork chop of Drag Race Espana. Mm -hmm. Macarena is very grateful for the opportunity and gives a nice speech before she walks off and goes into a campy rant. Very crazy. And this is what she is. And I appreciate that from her. Um, but let's discuss this sign off because um, we have something a bit different. And I'm going to say what it is according to the subtitles. And again, please correct me if I'm wrong, if this is not completely accurate. But Supreme says, who cares what I do? Who cares what I say? This is me, and this is how I'm going to be. I will never change. Let the music play. Yes. What did you think? I, okay, it is an iconic song. Um, okay. It's been covered by Thalia, um, and it's a, it's a gay anthem. And it's about being okay. yourself and being unapologetic. Um, so I'm here for it. I've actually, I have a mix that I perform that has that line. Um, and it is it within Latin culture like that's it is it's toots for sure. So this was you think this was the smarter choice as opposed to what the drag race RuPaul sign off is. Yeah, you know what? And I think for they've done a lot uh, to make sure things are translated uh, in a sense of what the norm is for drag race with these puns and these lines and what they would be in Spanish. And um, I don't know if you got to see uh, the promo that they did for the show, uh, Paca, Paca La Piraña, who is an icon in Spanish culture, does these hilarious bits where she gets phone calls from RuPaul and Michelle, where they're worried about production. And she's like, but how are you gonna say nobody, no, she better don't, or like, uh, she done already had hearses. And she made fun of that. She's like, what are you talking about? We're not gonna, so I think that they did a, they did a great job of, keeping it true to drag race form in some sense, but also making it unique to Spanish culture. And I appreciate that. There's a, there was a great balance. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. Cause that, that was the thing about drag race Holland. It still felt fresh, 
but they did use a lot more RuPaulisms. Um, and it was like, okay, I understand it. This is working. Drag Race Canada, um, they obviously had a different sign off. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. And I, I really, really thought this was an excellent start to the season. But as usual, we have some burning questions. Joining the likes of Porkchop, Gothi Kendall, Room, and JoJo Zaho, what will the Macarena's legacy be as the first official out of Drag Race Espana? I think uh, her legacy is going to be unapologetically clamp. Yeah. Like she's not going to care. She's going to ride that wave no matter what. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her back for like another season. I could, I could see it. I'm going to make the biggest, biggest assumption here. If you ever had like a pageant of all the first outs, like of the, of the franchises, the Macarena would win. Mm-hmm. I think she's the best of all of yeah. them. She's, she was really, really strong. And I'm really sad. She got yeah. knocked off first. True. We've got a singing challenge next week and <laughs> the Macarena, who's the singer won't be there, but <laughs> who do you think is in danger next week? Um, I don't think uh, a lot of the pretty girls are singers. Mm-hmm. A lot of like I, I don't expect Sagittaria. I don't expect Carmen. I don't expect even Inti. I'm I'm I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be too nervous about trying to be the look and, and not the complete package. Yeah, I'm um, worried about Hugasio because um, it didn't seem he got like Hugasio was ready for it. Um, I think Killer Queen is probably going to be the winner of the challenge next week simply because. I mean, if you don't know how she got her name, she was playing the Killer Queen in a production of Will Rock You, so she knows how to sing. If yes. she can sing Freddie Mercury, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's going um, she, So I'm excited for her. The other thing we saw in the teaser for next week, Jovima is like, I don't care if I get caught. It's like semen in the face. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. I want to know more. Do you think she put something in someone's makeup? I don't know. I mean... Wait, could you imagine? Or like spit in someone's makeup? Or she came in someone's makeup. No, she wouldn't do that. (laughs) No. Steven to the face. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I she's already getting into the villain edit, and you know what? That's good for TV, but uh uh ooh, I don't I'm not sure I'm here for her though. I don't know. I I I I I keep stirring the pot, girl. Let's see. I wanna know what happened with you and your roommate and that man. Me too, me too. And I also hope they bring the man on. Am I going to imagine? <laughs> There's going to be a whole Mori episode. <laughs> that would be so good. Well, we do this on every show, on every season, on every episode. After one episode, the winner of the season is... I am going to say Killer Queen. I am too. I know that this first episode gave us nothing... I don't, I think the, what they said about both Carmen and Hugasio needing to step out of their personal boxes and show more is going to be why they can't win because the judges are going to expect something and they're just not going to be able to bring it. Killer Queen is clearly the most versatile out there. And the fact that we haven't heard anything negative on her yet makes me believe she's going to be there for the long haul. Yeah, maybe she's, she's like, she can't slay all the time. Come on, we gotta get, we gotta make her look a little bad. Yeah, I mean, Let's just be, let's be hopeful that it's not an Envy Peru situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I called that from the beginning. I'm like, oh, she's the winner. Yeah. I'm telling you, there were like 
two weeks, Fred could have given it to like Sergin or Chelsea Boy. The season would have felt so much different, and we wouldn't, and we would have gotten into that final lip sync thinking Janie JK could have had a chance of winning. But no, 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 no. With that track record, you could not not crown Envy fucking Peru. Yeah, I think that's probably why we got that whole edit in, in Drag Race Australia. I think that was that was all production. Like, what kind of fuck are you guys doing? If you haven't caught my episodes of the recap of Drag Race Down Under, please watch, listen to them, because we will we talk about that quite a lot. Because there, I conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm fucking telling you, this is in her context. She had a filming conflict. She knew she was not going to be there for that second episode, and that's why they did it. Just my two cents. Frida, where can we find you on social media? And Venmo. You can find me on any social media platform under Frida Kulo. That's F-R-E-E-D-A-K-U-L-O. And my Venmo is at send me pesos. Don't worry about the conversion rate. I take euros and dollars and yen. And Bitcoin, too. Oh, she's fancy. Mm-hmm. She's electronic. Right? Well, it was a... It was a pleasure chatting with you. I hope I didn't wasn't too offensive with my lack of pronunciations. But oh, thank yeah. you so much for being here and can't wait to chat with you again soon. Yes, we're gonna do it. 